Welcome to Podland. Podland is sponsored by Buzzsprout, the premier podcasting host and a whole lot more. They're on buzzsprout.com. It's Thursday, December the 31st, 2020. I'm James Cridland, the editor of Pod News here in Australia. I'm Sam Sethi, the editor of Sam Talks Technology here in the UK. And I'm Steve Pratt from Pacific Content. And later, I'll be talking about predictions for 2021. He will. And in fact, he'll be doing that right now. Ten years ago, I first met Steve Pratt while he was running CBC Radio 3, a station playing new Canadian music from Vancouver in Canada. A few years later, he left, and I wondered why. It turns out he'd left to start up a business that helps brands tell stories on podcasts. Steve is co-founder of Pacific Content, one of the cleverest podcast companies out there. And every year, Pacific Content posts an eagerly awaited blog post, the predictions for podcasting for the next year. We gather all these predictions from all sorts of different people across the podcast industry. And it's really interesting because most of these people are running companies or in senior roles and they're in different areas of the business. And so when you kind of see all these things in aggregate, you have, they're pretty accurate. Like, cause these are people like this, this is where my area of the, of the world is going. Um, or these are the things that I'm seeing, or these are the things we're planning on doing in the year ahead. They're eerily accurate. I'm, I'm kind of not surprised by the Spotify piece, knowing that some people from Spotify and other things were actually part of the, the people making predictions last year. Your compilation got that right. Uh, obviously consolidation, although you didn't need to be Einstein to work out that there'll be <laughs> rather more consolidation. Which is, again, uh, I think both of those trends are back for this year as well. <laughs> so it's a consolidation shocker. Yeah. Yes. Who'd have thought it? Although my favorite thing from this year uh, around the consolidation piece I, it was from fellow Australian uh, Sharon Taylor at Omni Studio, basically saying like, I, we're kind of running out of companies for people to buy at this point like at some point there'll be there'll be none left Uh, yeah i think so one of the other things that you spotted last year was or you predicted last year was major new players entering the industry and i think amazon music was the biggest major player i guess entering podcasting um how do you think amazon music's going well it's interesting like i i I think part of it uh depends on what happens you know with the rumors of whether they are acquiring wondery uh, immediately or not. Um, mm. I, I mean, I think it, it takes a long time for anybody to change behavior patterns. And if lots of people are used to certain podcast apps or certain services that they use, I think they, they're going to have to do some pretty interesting stuff to get people to change behaviors. But in terms of growing new audience members or introducing them to podcasts, like, man, you know, like our, our, our whole business is, is kind of based on working with brands um, and helping them turn into media companies or think and act like media companies by making shows and learning how to market them. And one of the things we always do is think about what are the, what are the superpowers that brands have to be able to market shows or kind of grow the overall industry. I can't think of, you know, many companies that have more superpowers than Amazon. Mm. If they decide to want to push into a space, I certainly wouldn't bet against them. No, I mean, Amazon were the largest advertiser in the world in 2021, which I thought was interesting. And also, and here's an interesting fact that I learned the other week. Uh, the entire size of the Australian economy is smaller than Amazon. <laughs> was that on your citizenship test? <laughs> <laughs> it should have been. <laughs> what do you think about it? It should be interesting seeing what happens with uh, Amazon. It's not in Canada yet, is it? Uh, it is. 
um, or it is, if it's not, it is very close to being, it's, it's either here or coming. So yes. Yeah. Hmm. I am surprised a little bit. Like I, I feel like there are huge opportunities. You know, I think, I think last year we said like, you know, I would not be surprised to see bigger efforts from companies like Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter or something like that. And for all of those companies, I'm, I'm still kind of surprised that there hasn't been anything in there when you think about the opportunities for these companies that have targeted advertising options to be able to like in, introduce a medium that it, you can use when the screen is off and provide advertising solutions that the industry is is looking for. Um, it still seems like a maybe it's not a big enough industry for them yet, which sounds crazy, uh, but maybe that's the the piece. But I'm surprised that some of them haven't entered into the audio space. There's always been this sort of thing around audio not necessarily being as sexy as video. Uh, so I, I wonder whether that is a worry to companies who are getting into a space that doesn't sound sexy enough for their investors. I don't know. Like, I, I mean, I, I got to say, as we're wrapping out a pretty surreal year, audio has been really resilient and it's been, you know, remarkably good for remote production where we can produce really high quality stuff without having to have people gather in the same place together. And it's the, the amount of time and engagement that audio provides compared to almost every other medium that is kind of moving more into kind of short attention span that you can still get huge completion rates on long shows in audio. It still feels pretty great to me for anybody who's, who's thinking about it. I, and if they haven't come around to it, I, I do kind of feel like it's a little bit inevitable that people are going to have the light turn on at some point in the near future. I think you're right. The one thing that you missed last year was, of course, nobody said that there would be a global pandemic, which was uh, a mistake. So there we are. Uh, this time around, you have consolidated the various thoughts of the great and good from the industry. Including yourself. Thank you so much. Oh, well, well, thank you. It was a, it was a great pleasure to be asked. Um, into four different uh, themes. Um, consolidation, uh, new content strategies, tech innovation, and diversity. Let's look at consolidation for a bit, because, I mean, obviously there is consolidation still about to happen, but probably in a bit of a different way. It was interesting seeing Bob Pittman from iHeartRadio talking about the importance of scale. I mean, he would say that, wouldn't he, is one sort of side of it. But how important do you see scale, you know, large businesses getting involved in this space, consolidating with uh, smaller companies? How important is scale, do you think, to where podcasting is going? I wish I would. I mean, I'm sure everybody in podcasting wishes this, but I wish I was in the boardrooms of some very big companies right now hearing how they're thinking about the future of podcasting. I've mentioned this in the article. You and I have talked about it. There's this, the most fascinating podcast interview of, that I listened to this year around audio strategy was an A16Z episode that had the head of R&D of Spotify talking about where they're going and their different strategies. His name was uh, Gustav Soderstrom. And it was just really fascinating to think about where the power of having kind of like the, a full stack of, of all the different podcast technologies and, and the pieces of the podcast puzzle to be able to create a unique and differentiated user experience or where, where you can create innovation or where you can create better business results for advertisers. Like I know there's a, like a huge tension between open and closed in podcasting as it started and has 
been long celebrated as an open ecosystem. I love the open ecosystem. Uh, I love the democratization of of being able to produce and distribute out there. But it's, you know, if you kind of want to hear about the point of view of consolidation and why it's important for moving things forward, fantastic interview. And I, I, I think there's a lot of companies that are, you know, if, you, if I think about SiriusXM with Pandora and Simplecast and Stitcher and AdSwiz, it feels like you're kind of building out everything from the same sort of strategy. And I'm guessing same with, you know, iHeart and, and Vox Nest and the content that they've acquired over the last couple of years. You kind of want hosting, you want content, you want an app, you want ad serving, you want metrics, the whole deal. And when you have all of those, I think that's where interesting innovation and the user experience is going to be the strategies of how they're going to experiment in the next several years. And that'll be... I think where I'm interested to see where they take podcasting. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think, you know, that that consolidation now is not necessarily, you know, one large company buying another large company, but actual companies buying a portfolio so that they have everything from the technology to the content to the ad sales and everything else that they actually need. And you can so clearly see that in Sirius's case, you know, as one example. So, yeah. Who do you think will get Wondery? I don't know if I have any insight into it other than I, you know, I probably, <laughs> everything I get, I read in podnews.net. Um, <laughs> so I really don't, like, I don't, I don't have any insights into it other than, for, you know, I, I, I think you're the last place I, I uh, first and last place that I read that it's uh, in exclusive negotiations with Amazon. So we'll see. Uh, it'd, be a, yeah. it'd be a big game changer. Like they're instantly a player if they do that. Yeah, I think so. And I, it was interesting looking at PodTracks data, which came out recently, uh, which uh, had a bunch of information around the most popular new podcasts of this year. And 10 out of the top 20 were from Wondery. So they are a massive, massive company when you look at the amount of, of listens that they get, but you also look at the very capable way that they can launch new shows. They're the best marketers I know, too. Like, yeah. I got to say, they, like, they make great shows. They know exactly who their audience is. They know what their, their sweet spot is for the type of shows they make, and they market them really, really well. And they use their existing audience really, really well in terms of like using the network to cross-promote. And yeah, just, it, it's just a really well well done <laughs> top to bottom yeah it'll be really interesting seeing whether amazon are buying it because of their prowess in podcasting or whether amazon are actually buying wondery because of the ip that they own that they can then turn into amazon prime content uh, and other things as well but uh, fascinating to watch what is interesting one of the predictions in here is uh from hernan lopez the ceo of, of wondery talking about the importance of diversity of revenue streams for podcasting and how 25% of Wondery's revenue is coming from TV, audio, and book licensing, as well as a uh, direct-to-consumer segment for Wondery Plus. So certainly for an Amazon, if, you're, if you've got Amazon Prime and you're looking for an IP pipeline, Wondery would be a pretty good bet there too, I think. Another one of the things you talked about was new content strategies. Um, and particularly, you know, uh, firstly, there's, you know, crying out for different types of content, but also uh, very much focusing on short form content, which is a, a subject close to my heart, given that I make a podcast that's about four minutes long every single day. 
that does really well on the places where podcasts don't. So things like smart speakers in particular, which are the biggest consumption method of listening to the pod news podcast. It's very good. What's your sort of thoughts around short form content? You work at Rogers, which is a big Canadian broadcaster that makes a lot of short form content as well. I'm kind of obsessed with short form audio right now. So my COVID obsession has been TikTok. I've just been fascinated by the growth of it and seeing my kids use it. And I've kind of dug into it. And it's just really, really fascinating to have a something that is so friendly for creators and so many easy ways to create. You know, I, th- I think the, the phrase I heard in one of the podcasts I listened to about it this year was, you know, that they've solved the blank canvas problem for creators. And I think one of those is, is the fact that it's short and they've got the ability to jump on memes and duet other creators and do dances, whatever. Like there's so many easy ways to do that. And it feels like audio doesn't have that yet. And it, it feels almost inevitable in a way. I think another one, that I, it just may have been A16Z as well, but like talking about how the camera on the phone unlocked video creation for places like TikTok and Snapchat and the microphone really should be unlocking everybody's phones into a creation device also if you had the right creator tools to make it easy and and fun. So I, I it feels like that to me is just something I'm super excited about. The other really weird thing, and I, I mentioned this in the blog post, but I I love Sam Harris's meditation app called Waking Up. And they introduced this weird thing this year where you can just sign up for these things called moments. And randomly during the day, you agree to have a notification on your phone. And just this thing says like, there's a new moment and you tap on it and it's less than a minute. And it's just like this little mindfulness prompt or an insight or just something to think about. And it's been kind of delightful. And I think I've been thinking just about how many uses there are for really short things in audio that I would be quite grateful for and be excited about. And then, you know, I think the other piece is just thinking as we are all time challenged, you know, and to your point, like smart speakers, I'd be just really curious to hear what a, a feed of short form stuff that is not like not 30 minute shows, you know, 30 seconds to five minutes or something like that, what that would actually sound like and whether we would actually enjoy listening to that or not. Uh, But I think there'll be some experimentation. The weird thing is that people have experimented with this and it just hasn't gone anywhere yet. You know, Twitter was first audio. Anchor was first kind of short form audio. And, you know, Google acquired this company called 60DB that was specializing in short form audio. I remember even when Pacific Content started like six years ago, you know, we we would do a full show. It was kind of a magazine show, you know, for Slack or, or Shopify, and they would have five or six stories in them and we put it out as a full episode and then we would have like a single servings feed of just the short form stuff and we made a couple short form podcasts and it just seemed to make lots of sense to, to everyone at the time and it never like there there was no tiktok like explosion of this stuff so yeah yeah i wonder if, the, if a bunch of that stuff was too early and maybe it'll be coming soon yeah maybe i i saw something from the uh the npr station in chicago which again, just takes individual stories from one of their shows that they do. It's their sort of major morning show. 
the idea of that nice book-ended short-form content that, I mean, to be honest, would fit really well in a Spotify playlist. Yeah. And I think that's one of the difficulties with the Spotify playlists that I see is that, you know, you've got a couple of your favorite tunes followed by a 45-minute program. Yeah, exactly. About, yeah. Yeah. about something or other. No, that's not, that's, not, that's, not, that's not a thing. Here's my favorite so. song of TikTok and then three hours of Joe Rogan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And by the way, Joe Rogan is another really good example that I'm beginning to give now of podcast apps that haven't got it yet, where they're still promoting Joe Rogan to audiences in spite of the fact that there's no Joe Rogan on open RSS podcasting anymore. There's one show. That's awkward. But anyway, let's not get there. Let's talk about tech innovation, because that's another part of the prediction blog post that you wrote. There's lots of tech innovation going on. I think my contribution to that was to point at um, Adam Curry and uh, Dave Jones, who are doing some sterling work with the podcast index, and particularly the podcast, the podcasting namespace, adding additional functions to podcasting in time. I wonder how many of those will actually uh, take off or whether we'll all be consuming podcasts in uh, Spotify in the future. It's interesting. Like, I, you know, we talked about uh, a little bit about the, some of these companies trying to consolidate and likely build closed ecosystems. I feel like there is a, there are, there are going to be multiple different podcast industries in a way going forward. And one of them will still be a very thriving open podcast community. And you know, Adam Curry coming back into the space is like the the original Podfather um, with Dave Weiner, who kind of made this whole universe coming back into this. It's, it's exciting, and I, I feel like podcasting is still. You know, I, I I know this is a bit silly to say with all the hundreds of millions being spent on it on the, all these acquisitions, but it still feels like a relatively small industry that is still relatively young, and there's still the opportunity to experiment and invent the future of it in a lot of different ways, and. Some of them are going to be closed experiments and some of them are going to be really fun and exciting and smart open experiments. And I, I'm, I'm just really happy to see it. It's fun. I think that's a very good point. One of the other themes that came out from all these industry leaders is uh, not just short form, but just experimentation with different types of, of formats of shows. And I feel, you know, to your point, like I don't think anybody wants to just hear this is what a podcast is uh, and that there's so much creative ground that is still fertile and uh, and unfarmed um laura meyer who's just i i love her her writing and and point of view on stuff she's one of the co-founders of three uncanny four really interesting podcasting company just the way she wrote about new formats it was like it got you excited hearing her the way that she writes about it uh like the, the first four words are like entirely exclamation mark new exclamation mark sounding exclamation mark stuff exclamation mark <laughs> um there's a lot of hunger to go try stuff and i, th I think that is going to lead to some really i think it's going to be a really fun like it's your point fun year uh in 2021 for this stuff and even to the point of saying like uh, 2020 like good riddance for so many reasons but it was a really heavy year and so much of that was really consumed by a, like a lot of very very important and very very well done news and information and current affairs programming across a wide variety of like just enormously important issues a big a theme that came up was like there's going to be a counter reaction in 2021 and we are going to be focusing on escapism or things that are a little bit lighter or more fun or playful or creative. There's still going to be a lot of really important journalism and work covering big media issues, but we'll see where, where whether the tone or the trends 
move into a different universe a little bit, uh, you know, as, as, as a trend for 2021. Where can people go to find out more about uh, Pacific Content and the other work that you do? Uh, Pacific-content.com. Do you own the version without the hyphen? Sadly, no. Uh, when, we were, <laughs> when we first started, it was one of those things. It was like, it was a company that wasn't even using it, but it was still something like $10,000 to buy it. And we're just, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Um, yeah, just Google Pacific content. It's all good. All right. That's all good. And the, the blog is at uh, blog.pacific-content.com if you want to see the predictions piece. Uh, it's huge. It's, a, it's, it's ridiculously long, but there's so many smart people with smart thoughts that are better than anything I've been able to share verbally with you here today. And of course, you'll find that in the show notes as well and reported recently along with uh, many of the other blog posts that you produce at uh, podnews.net uh, as well. Steve, thank you so much. Hey, thank you. It's great to talk to you. And that's it for this week. If you enjoyed your trip to Podland, don't make it your last. You can subscribe at all the major podcast players or visit our website at podland.news. If you enjoyed this episode, thank you. And please tell your friends by sharing us on your socials. If you've any questions, please send us some audio to questions at podland.news. And if you want daily news, you should get Pod News. It's free at podnews.net or ask your smart speaker to play the news from Pod News Podcasting News. Music is from Ignite Jingles. I used Clean Feed to interview Steve Pratt and edited this episode on Hindenburg Journalist Pro. We're hosted and sponsored by Buzzsprout and we'll see you in Podland next week. Keep listening. <laughs>